Hey everybody, welcome to Spotlight, Maroon PR's podcast, talking all things public relations. Um, joining me today on the air is Senior Account Executive Katie Ford. Good morning, Katie. Hello. Great to have you. And Katie's with us specifically to talk about our guest today and talk with our guest today. It will be Michael Balaker. He is a communication specialist at the PGA Tour. And just all of the challenges that they face traveling around, going to new cities, uh, working on uh, tours that are go into a city for a short period of time, how to make the most impact from a PR perspective. It'll be interesting to have that discussion. And uh, we just got through media day at uh, Caves Valley Golf Club for the Constellation Senior Players Championship. Um, Katie, your team led that effort. Uh, what were the challenges that you had leading into it? Um, I think for us, it's just really working with the PGA team and understanding what their goals are. Um, so obviously, they're coming into a market where they do not know the media members, but we have really fantastic relationships that we can help build for them. Um, so first, we just wanted to make a splash. This is the big splash leading up into the tour. Um, so we had Billy Andrade from PGA. He came into town. He's a player, great guy, great personality. We did a media tour with him in the morning, brought him to a few TV stations, um, and then we brought him out to the course later on and did our media day and just let everybody feel really comfortable with this is what's going on, this is the location, it's a beautiful setting, and the community should really support this. Um, so I think the challenging part was just getting everybody excited, and once they're excited, they're all in, and I think we left that day feeling the excitement. Yeah, we'll ask Michael a little bit about this, but I think there, it's one of those things where um, the positives of of it are that you're going in once in a while, so special events coming to a, ta- a town. The negatives are the exact same thing, that you're only going in there for one time, you're trying to dr- uh, drum up excitement, you don't have the relationships, hence you hire a local agency, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we'll uh, get Michael on the phone shortly and talk to him about that. And we are honored to have on the phone with us Today, Michael Balaker, communications specialist with the PGA Tour. Michael, thanks so much for taking a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely, John. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So uh, you worked with us and Katie Ford and our team on the media day uh, up at Caves Valley for the um, Senior Players Championship that's coming here in July. And uh, it was a great event. It was a good way to kick it off. But one thing Katie and I were kind of discussing afterward, and love your perspective, Talk a little bit about the challenge that you have always going into a different market where you don't have the relationships necessarily with the press. Some people you might know, but some you haven't worked with. You don't really know the landscape. They don't particularly know you. What are those challenges like and how do you work to overcome them? Oh, yeah, that's, it's, it can be tough at times, you know. You know, my team here and myself, we're, we're based down in Ponte Vedra Beach, down in Florida, and um, you know, most of the time we are working far outside of, of that space and then having to go into these different markets and um, just try and get a sense of the landscape in terms of who the who the, the main players are, you know, who from different outlets, whether it's print, TV, radio, you know, who are the folks that really care about golf and who are the who are the, the guys that, that are interested in talking about it. And, um, you know, that's kind of our always our first step is just really identifying those major golf fans because we know those are the folks that are going to really embrace the tournament coming there. Um, but it, but it, it can, it, you know, that can take a while to, to really understand. And, you know, it, it takes a lot of us just, you know, doing the diligent work of, of, you know, making some of those cold calls every now and then and just sending emails and just trying to foster those relationships. And, 
um, you know, one of the things that we always try to do is we just try to be as prepared as possible because, you know, we don't know, depending on the media outlet, whether they're going to be interested in the competition side or, you know, some of the initiatives that we have going on outside the ropes. Um, so one of the things specifically that we do here in our department to overcome those those types of, of challenges is we, you know, we develop a story ideas deck for, um, for each of our events, and it's just all-encompassing with, you know, all of our competition-related storylines and, um, you know, whether, you know, tickets and parking information and charitable initiatives and things we're doing for the military to have them come out on site. Um, just basically anything where we can go to any different media outlet, whether it's a lifestyle magazine or, you know, just your regular print newspaper. I think it's, you know, we, we, we can present it to them and say, you know, hey, this is everything that's going on at this event. If there's anything that stands out to you that you're interested in covering or you want to know more about, um, you know, that's where we can kind of, you know, help lead that conversation and, and, and try and get them involved in the championship or in the tournament or whatever it is, in, you know, in, in any facet as possible. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me, especially putting together those stories. You're almost spoon-feeding the press and giving them what they want. Michael, let me ask you, um, we're lucky enough that you brought us on to help with this event, and we're thoroughly enjoying it, but is that the norm or is that the exception? I mean, do you usually have a local uh, public relations firm assisting you in given market, or is that once in a blue moon sort of thing? It's, it's becoming more and more, uh, you know, more and more frequent, I would say. I mean... You know, as, as we've seen so far, I mean, you know, folks like you, you all at Marin are, you know, rock stars, and you know the landscape so well up there in Baltimore, and um, you're able to help us on a number of different things. It just really saves us a lot of time and helps us be, you know, more efficient in, in how we we target certain media and how we want to pitch certain stories for the tournament and, and just try and maximize the amount of coverage that we're getting. And, um, you know, it, it's there was a time when it just it wasn't as often and it all really depends on the market to be honest and um depends on the tournament and and what the you know what the goals are for 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 that tournament in general but i think you know the the level of of the involvement of those peer agencies is becoming more broad you know and i think that's what's what's making it you know especially on the pga tour that that's what's making a pr agency's involvement so you know so much more necessary for for our team here whether it's helping us secure, you know, celebrity influencers to come out on course. You know, it, it's becoming more than just the, hey, we wrote this press release, um, or hey, here's an announcement we have. Help us, you know, deliver this to all the different media outlets. Help us get them talking about it. Um, so there's just, there's more and more of those different opportunities where we do need someone, you know, we need a group that, you know, have the boots on the ground to be able to pick up the phone and, you know, the the folk, the, you know, the person on the other end will, will recognize, you know, your voice or Katie or, or Mitchell or anyone on your team there. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not too unusual. And, you know, but anytime we can, we can get it, you know, we can have that help. We, we certainly appreciate it. And Michael, just going back to the overall strategy. So, you know, you're going from city to city each year and trying to make it new and fresh. And so how important, aside from just the media day, but doing some of these media tours and providing players or executives to really go in studio and meet these actual media members, how important to you is that to continue with that process and that strategy of coming into these cities? Well, it's huge. I mean, I think, you know, we obviously want to show them how you know committed we are to really building this, this tournament up. And I think, you know, just really trying to go the extra mile, getting our, you know, getting our executive director, you know, trying to get them on the morning show to talk about what's new at the tournament this year, especially for an event that's, you know, been in a market for, for you know, an extended period of time. Now for the Constellation Senior Players, 
you know, it's it's only been in, you know, it's been in Baltimore in the past, but now it's coming back for one year. And, um, you know, we're, we're really trying to, you know, really trying to just spread the word and, you know, make sure people are aware that this is happening at, an, you know, one of the most unbelievable golfing venues in, in Maryland and if not, you know, in, in the region. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, that's just really on us to really go full bore on, okay, we need to, you know, get get our executive director, you know, really maximize a player's time when we have him committed for a media day, you know, getting him out there and, and, and helping him tell the story of not just the, you know, the championship and, and what it's going to be like and experience for the fans, but the tour in general and get people paying attention to, to you know, to all that's going to be, that's going to be going on out there um, during the week. Talk a little bit about the difference between working on the regular tour versus the Champions Tour. I mean, look, I'm 52 now, so I, I watch the Champions Tour with great interest because I know these guys. I've been watching them for decades, and I right. get excited by that. But some of the younger folks, maybe not. I mean, what, what challenges do you face there? Well, I think from, from my standpoint, I mean, I, the, you know, obviously the only, the, most of the time when we interact with players um, is either at these media days or – when we're on site at events, you know, conducting interviews, getting the, you know, getting the players in, in front of the media as often as we can. Um, the main difference is, you know, on the PJ tour, a lot of that is having to go through the agents and, you know, sometimes that can be a bit of a challenge for us and, in, in getting some of these players to, you know, to give their time, um, you know, to help, you know, to help us promote the tournament and, and all that goes with it. And but on, you know, on PJ tour champions, you know, you have guys like Billy Andre that was, I was out there media day, you know, on Tuesday, and and Bernhard Langer, and you know, even some of the even some of the bigger names on PGA Tour champions, you know, we're not we're not going through agents. You know, most of these guys have, you know, they understand how how important it is to build the brand of of their tour. You know, they're they're more they're more emotionally invested in in this second stage of their career, so to speak. Um, so they're more willing to do. You know, to do anything that we anything that we ask them, you know, because we're able to pitch it to them, saying, "Hey, look, this, you know, if you do this, this is going to really, you know, really build a brand and, and help promote this event for, you know, X number of reasons." Yeah, um, so oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. I said, yeah, you you can. Um, Billy mentioned this at the media day, and I hear a lot of the players talking about how Arnold Palmer really elevated the the Champions Tour all those years ago, and now they are appreciative of that and they go the extra mile. Do you find that in recent years the Champions Tour has even um, gained more mainstream um, excitement and relevance? It seems like with Bernard and now Stricker, and then you know, in three years, Phil Mickelson will be eligible to be playing on it, and John Daly's brought a new energy to it. And Freddie, I remember when he first Freddie Couples first uh, got on the Senior Tour, it was electric, and he was a little dominant out of the gate. I mean, so are you finding recent years that the Champions Tour is gaining a lot more traction, or or am I just liking that more? No, I, I no, I, I definitely think think that's the case. I mean, you, know, you mentioned a few of them, but. I think a lot of it has to do with with the certain storylines that are out there with with Bernard just absolutely dominating, you know, winning the first two majors of the season. He's won three constellation senior players in a row. You know, he's just he's getting older, but he's showing no signs of really really slowing down. And I think, you know, the the longer he keeps the stretch up, the more incredible the story becomes. And uh but then you also have the the, the different characters out there that that uh you know, that just 
that make it a little more compelling, like the Rocco Mediates and, and you know, Miguel on Hell Jimenez. Mm-hmm. You, know, you never you never know what, what a guy like that's gonna do. And then and then obviously John Daly, who's, you know, obviously you know, one of the big fan favorites out there nowadays. Um, so but you know, I, I know you mentioned Stricker and I think you know, it's going to be key here in the next few years to, you know, because I feel like they, that tour has a lot of momentum right now with getting like a guy like VJ, you know, who's playing well and, and, and Daly, who just recently won, getting some of those more recognizable names. You know, if, if Stricker and a guy like David Toms, you know, guys that have, have made pretty, pretty high names for themselves, if, if we keep getting players like that, turn 50, make the transition and, and you know, really adopt that, that tour as their own, I think we're just gonna we're gonna see it really you know continue to you know to be to be as relevant as it is now and, and continue with you know the great success I would I would hope. Yeah, and it se- it seems like with the advent with these guys really focusing on fitness so much more now than they did years ago. Fifty isn't like it used to be, you know. Fifty, right. you know, yeah. you got and you see it with with Bernard. You see it with uh, even you know everyone likes to joke about um, Angel Jimenez and and you know his gyrations and his cigar smoking but that that cat can still kill the ball and he's still playing at a really high level and and, and beating everyone's butt so it seems like exactly. now with the with the fitness levels it, like i could see these guys you know as they continue to to come in they'll be entering the champions tour still on a real upswing and we're seeing it with mickelson right now still competing at the highest level at 47 oh yeah i definitely think so and it's it's funny yeah there, there definitely is that presence of of you know really trying to make this a second career and you know because all these guys can still compete they can still go low and you know a guy like Bernhard is you know as he's getting older he's really trying to make sure that his body stays in in top shape and you're seeing that with a lot of players out there right now but it's it's funny it's I think that's kind of the charm of the of the champions tour is that you do have some of those guys but then you have the other side where these guys are out here they know they can still play but you know they're they're just trying to compete and, and and enjoy themselves. Like a guy like Paul Goidos, for example. You know one of one of the more lovable guys out there. You know he went, wins the Charles Schwab Cup Championship last year. You know the season finale. You know Bernhard wins the season title. And it's funny we had press conferences with them back to back. And you know the first one Bernhard goes up there and he's answering questions about you know staying fit and how important it's going to be over the next few years to really continue that regimen and. And this and that, and you get Paul Coitos up there who you know win, wins that event wire to wire, and is like honestly I don't remember the last time I worked out. And they're asking him you know, what what he's what are you going to do over your over your off season? And he's like I don't know I'm going to go sit by the pool and, and hang out and not really think about golf. And so that's the thing you just you run into these types of personalities, and you know I I think. You know, I I think Golf Channel has done a good job of of, mm-hmm. of displaying those those personalities on air. Um, you know, the, the Champion Store is one of those you know one of those deals where you'll have a, a guy like Dave Marr go out you know walk out there with with Miguel in the third fairway in the first round and and you know have a quick interview as they're as you know he's walking to his ball. You don't see that kind of stuff on the PGA Tour, and you know you get to see some of those personalities. You get to dive a little deeper into, into who these guys are and. And uh, you know, and, and what they're all about. So it's uh, you know, there's some there's some unique uh, unique unique personalities out there, and uh, you know, about the tour in general, it's, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, and shifting shifting gears just a little bit, Michael. So you know, we talked about this great media strategy that we have planned when you guys are coming to different tours uh, throughout the country. And so the one thing we haven't talked about is the power of social media. 
Um, and can you just tell us a little bit about how the PGA uses that, both for the Senior Players Championship and then other tours that you guys have? Well, yeah, and I th- you know, so just on a basic level, you know, we have someone here on our staff that is, um, you know, committed to, you know, just doing all the social media for, for the championship in general. Um, you, know, you know, she's working hard to come up with content plans and, and keep it very, you know, very professional and very strategic in terms of what we're trying to promote at different times. And you know, depending on what's going on on tour, you know, we're trying to promote that and, but also kind of keep it relevant back to, you know, back to the senior players in, in Baltimore. So, um, so that's it at its most basic level for what we're doing. But, um, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get others to help, help tell the story. Um, you know, so like at, at media day on Tuesday, you know, we were, you know, we were making, we were handing out little social media cards to all the folks that played, that played golf and, um, you know, help, you know, just help us to start the conversation and, um, you know, start the chatter on, on social media and, and get people talking about it and make people aware of, of what's going on. And, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, those, those celebrity influencers, you know, we've, that's, that's an initiative that we're really starting to, you know, you know dive deep into here with, with some of our events. Um, you know, most recently at the Players' Championship down here at, at TBC Sawgrass, you know, we had a, you know, a, a bunch of different celebrities that, that, that come out and, um, you know, we pretty much just deliver, you know, we, we give them an experience of the tournament. So if you, we basically draw it up, you know, if you're a fan coming out to this, to this tournament, you know, what could we do to make it, you know, the most special experience possible? And, you know, most of the time with these celebrities or, you know, we, we don't really, you know, we don't really force them to say, hey, you need to tweet about this, this or that. We just pretty much put them in the best possible position, whether it's, you know, walking inside the ropes for a hole with one of their favorite players and sampling the local food trucks that are on site, doing those different types of things that we know are going to generate that type of, you know, opportunity to where they're going to want to tweet about and say, how cool is this? This is such a great experience and encouraging people to come out. Um, so I think from the tour side, there's only so much we can do. And, you know, we're obviously very strategic and we're, you know, we're committed to, to really, you know, displaying the term in the best light to, to get people involved. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to look, look, into other avenues in, in order to, to accomplish that goal. Well, and, and you hit the nail on the head when you said special experience. This is what this is all about, right? So you have, it's a great experience for the players to come out. It's a great experience for fans, but it's also just a really special experience for some of the charities that you guys work with. Um, you know, you're giving $500,000 to local charities whenever you're going into these towns into Baltimore, there's some really special groups that you just announced recently. So can you just talk about how these nonprofit organizations are selected and, and why that's so important to the PGA tour? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, as we all know that, you know, the PGA tour has been extremely committed to, you know, to their charitable aspirations over the, you know, the course of its entire existence. It seems like, you know, we, you know, we crested $2 billion in charitable donations of, you know, a couple of years ago and, um, you know, and in this this championship alone, senior players have been you know, about ten and a half, I want to say, and, and you know, since since Constellation came on board as the title sponsor, and so yes, we're in the business of you know <laughs> of delivering you know a, a great golf tournament with incredible competition and you know something that'll keep people entertained while they're on site. But there's more to it than that, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and you know you know this tournament has. You know, has a history of, of, of moving around to different places and, and different markets. Um, but you know, when we leave that market, you know, we, we leave a lasting impact. And, you know, 
you know, we've seen that in the past few years. And, you know, like you mentioned, they're donating a, a half a million to the charities last year in, in, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something we're going to, we're going to do again here this year in, in Baltimore. And, um, yeah, that's obviously something we, we want to bring to light. And it was obviously, you know, the main focus of our, of our media day there, um, on Tuesday at Case Alley. And so, you know, yes, there's, there's a high level of golf being played and we obviously, you know, we want to celebrate that and promote that, but, um, you know, there's there's definitely there's definitely more to the story and uh, you know kind of just keeping you know making our making our lasting mark on the community and, and, and helping others for sure Michael one last question and we'll uh, we'll let you get on with your day um, you mentioned earlier the impact of the golf channel and morning drive I watch every day it's a great way to start your day it's, and they've done incredible things and they continue to grow but that harkens back to Arnold Palmer you know Arnold's helped start the golf channel. You mentioned his impact on the golf world in general, and and really the seniors, uh, the senior tour, the Champions Tour, and and all that. Obviously, we lost Arnold um, earlier this year. Talk a little bit about his lasting legacy and his impact, because I think people understand him as a lovable guy that fans loved and one of the all-time greats. But from the business side and how that he helped grow this sport um, is incredible. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, yeah, it's hard to put into words, and I, I just, it's amazing. You think it, it just seems like there's no, there's no area of the game that he didn't, that he didn't touch in some way, whether it be the business side, you know, or with, or with you know, media with Golf Channel and and the impact that he had there. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he obviously has a, you know, has a, has an interesting impact with this tournament as well, with you know. When you know he's won the the senior players a couple of times during his you know during his career on the Champions Tour and um, you know won one of his final events of his career I think in in, in Baltimore in that area and um, you know I'm I'm working on an, another event up in Boston where you know I have a TBC Boston he's you know help help design that event so we're gonna honor him up there you know in, in September and it's just it yeah it really is mind boggling and he he really really set set the stage for a lot of the, you know, a lot of the great things that are going on in the game today. And, you know, we owe a lot to, a lot to, you know, his impact and, and, and his character and his example that he, that he set, that he set for us. And, you know, folks like me, you know, in, in the communications department of the tour, you know, we, you know, we're just not in this position, you know, without his impact, I'm sure. And, um, you know, he's, he's obviously done a lot to get, a pe- get people excited about the game. Um, and, and he's obviously displayed his passion for, for years and years. And, you know, and that's something that we, you know, that we here, you know, look to, look to continue. We we look to, you know, get people excited about it and, and display our passion for it as as often as we can. And, um, you know, a lot of that is, a lot of that is due to him and due to the, due to the path that he, that he set forth for us. So it's, uh, you can go on for days about it probably, but (laughs) that's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something else. What what he was able to accomplish, and you know what he's left behind for us. Yeah, legend in every sense of the word. Um, Michael Balker, senior. I keep calling you senior. I think I'm giving you a promotion. <laughs> Michael Balker, communication <laughs> specialist. Yes, communication <laughs> specialist at the PGA Tour. Really, thanks so much for your time, Michael. It was great hearing your thoughts, and I know the town is getting excited um, for the Senior Players Championship coming to Caves Valley in the middle of July. And I think we're going to have some great crowds out there. We look forward to working with you and your team leading up to it and at the event. Yeah, it's going to be great, John. Thanks for having me on. It's, uh, yeah, being up there at Caves got the, got the juices flowing for sure. I, I can't wait to get back up and, 
in July. It'll be a it'll be a special week. That was Michael Balker, communication specialist with the PGA Tour. Um, one thing you know, we were talking to Michael about, and Katie mentioned that Billy Andre, who's one of the fantastic players on the Champions Tour, he came into Baltimore for Media Day at Caves Valley, and was terrific. And uh, Pete Gilbert of WBAL caught up with him at Media Day, and we thought we'd share a little snippet of that interview. There are players on the tour that this is a home course for them. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what kind of challenge does that present for a guy whose is it? You know, I, honestly, tournament golf and tournament setup is so much different than uh, a, a round of golf today. And uh, courses change a little bit, and it really doesn't matter that much once, uh, once the bell goes off in a real event. Um, you can play here a hundred times and it may help you, but uh, the golf courses change and conditions change and, and it's not like Bernhard and Lee Jansen and Tom Kite live here. You know, they, they occasionally come by. I don't know how many more times they've played than I've played. So it, uh, uh, it doesn't really matter that much. What's special about this course to you? And you, I mean, you guys get to play the best in the world. Where does this one stick? How does it stick out? Well, I think, first of all, you, it comes from the top. And Dennis is just in his staff. And when you come here, uh, you go to a lot of places and, you know, they're, they're stuffy or they're, you know, they give you an air about themselves or, and I've never been here where I've walked through the gates here and come here where I felt uh, that, uh, that this place was better than me. And that comes from Dennis and it comes from his staff and it comes from the members. And, uh, you know, this place is just so beautiful. I mean, it's just uh, picturesque to look out here and look at this range and then uh, to play some of these holes and see how beautiful it is. It's just a special place. And, you know, if you live here, you, you know, you ah, it's Caves Valley, it's down the street, it's no big deal. But when you don't live here and you come here and then you go back home or you go to where you, where you live, you realize this is one of the special places in the country. What is it about the course itself um, that you like and the challenges and where you look at some, all right, that's a hole that's going to jump up and get guys or maybe, you know, one where you know you need to get a three... Uh, a birdie or eagle there or you're giving something back right i don't know it that well but i do know that what sticks out for me that it's hard and the par threes are hard the collection of the four are very difficult and you know you you just gotta there's certain holes you got to be on the right side of the of, of the whole location wherever it is to make sure you don't have a a downhill putt versus an uphill putt where you can be a little more aggressive so uh, i just remember this place not being easy uh, and being on the longer side and it's, it depends on how our tour sets it up, but um, this is a big challenge. This is a big boy course. You know, it's, it's, it's big. It's out there. It's not, a, you know, it's not one of those cookie-cutter, old-style, like I have never played Baltimore Country Club, but I, would, I, I imagine that course being tight and tough to get around, and you're trying to maneuver, it, maneuver through the trees. And this place here is just, you know, you have holes over there and over there and over there, and it's a... It's a healthy walk, and uh, it's good for me. I, I'm in pretty good shape, so I'm looking forward to I it. I can attest to the 14,395 steps today it took me to get around this course. Yes. That it, and, it's, and it's up and down. You do right. have to be in good shape. You're going to have to, for four good days, you're going to have to be really ready to, to roll through and that. that. And that's a great point. It, you know, most of our tournaments are three days, and, and you can take a cart if you'd like. This tournament's a four-day tournament with no carts. So, uh, and plus we're playing in, in the middle of July, so it, it, you're probably going to be on the hotter side. And it's going to be an endurance test. You know, I think the guys that are in better shape are going to excel or have a better chance to excel. Not saying that a guy that's not 
can't do well here, but um, I like my chances uh, going in with the way this place is set up. When you were 30 and, and playing on a PGA Tour winning events, did you envision, ever think about what it might be like at this point? And can you imagine, could you believe now how good it is? No. I, 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 at 30, my thought was, is there still going to be a Champions Tour? Is it still going to be around? Are people still going to want to? Is there still a, a, a you know a, a niche here, an avenue that that, that, that corporations are going to buy in to, to seeing old guys play? And when I came out in 2014, I was amazed at the camaraderie. The you know hey, uh, the everybody was so uh, welcoming, and these are all guys I played with my whole life. And I hadn't seen a lot of them in a few years. So to reconnect friendships, to reconnect relationships, um, and then to see how great everybody played uh, to win, it's just ridiculous how good these guys are. And uh, to be a part of this, is, it's, I'll tell you, it's, um, I'm, I'm just proud and grateful to, to, to have this opportunity and be a, be a PGA Tour member and to play as long as I played that I'm qualified to play out here. Uh, really is a testament to you know how great this whole this whole thing is. Last thing, you guys gonna take Bernhard down? Yes, I don't know how, but we we gotta figure this out. Maybe um, you know what was uh, what did Carl from Caddyshack say? You gotta cut the Achilles tendon, maybe, and maybe get him that way, and he'll lay he'll lay back and he'll push everything out to the quit right. The he'll quit the game, so maybe uh, he'll do that, but I doubt it. He's pretty. Uh, He's pretty good. Thanks, uh, Pete Gilbert, who actually served as our MC that day for Media Day, and he did a great job. Thanks to Pete and the folks at WBAL for their coverage and their continued support of the event. Uh, thanks, special thanks to Michael Balaker, uh, communications specialist at the PGA Tour, uh, for his time. Thanks to you, Katie, uh, for chiming in. I know you're doing a lot of great work with Michael and leading up to the Senior Players Championship. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. It'll be great golf, and I think... Uh, Anybody who's listening to this, take a few days. It's uh, incredibly affordable. It's a beautiful setting. That golf course, Caves Valley, if you haven't been to, is like few other. And uh, it's going to be a great time. And all the best players you can think of are going to be on hand playing, which is, makes it that much more exciting. But thanks again for listening. This has been Spotlight, uh, the Maroon PR podcast, all things Maroon PR. Please follow us at Maroon PR on Twitter. Check out our website, maroonpr.com. See you soon.